Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the down on the docks on the other side of the tracks, dive bar style podcast open about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to on the Odyssey app, or hey, wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. Listen, we're not judging as long as you're liking, subscribing, and all that good stuff. And hey, those uh, same regards, those warm regards also apply to youtube and hey if you haven't said what's up yet hit us up on the socials we'll get right back to you if you follow us we'll follow you that's how it works around here and also if you have something strongly worded to say you can always hit us up at rye bread and mustard podcast at gmail.com and if hey you like the gear maybe you're like yeah on the on the pod well you can always hit up at simply.cora that's at simply.cora on instagram or at our etsy store all right that's enough house cleaning. That's enough uh, sweeping of the the floor. The quick little sweep of uh, of business. And why am I saying and using those particular words? Well, again, if you have not heard, if you've been in a coma, if you've uh, been lost at sea, maybe you've been in jail. I don't know. Uh, maybe you forgot to pay your internet bill. You, you don't have enough money for the newspaper and you're over here in this podcast uh, somebody's cranking it on the the light rail really loud well the mariners are on a big winning streak we got seven games in a row here to break it down with me is hanno and edmonds what's up hanno hey man excited man seven games in a row we're halfway there to last year's 14 game winning streak sweeping away the padres back-to-back days with blower power in the house going a strong nine innings both games man life is good for me as a mariner fan yeah i life is very good i am back down in los angeles i missed game two uh missed all of it i was a moron and got a flight booked at 7 30 thinking it was a uh a day night uh back-to-back two gamer it wasn't um so uh when i got on the airplane it was one to one i got once I touched down, uh, first thing I did was not to tell any loved ones that I was safe, but it was to check the score of the Mariners game. They went six to one. So we get a sweep. I know the four gamers called the mop and the three gamers called a sweep. Uh, I've heard some suggestions that this is called the swipe or the Swiffer, whatever it is. Uh, Mariners end up winning the, uh, season series with uh, the Padres. They don't split. They uh, split the first game or excuse me. They split the first series uh, 
and now they get the sweep. So the Mariners end up three out of four with the Padres. But who gives a shit about that? We're in a wild card chase. We're in an American League West chase right now. Uh, Mariners right now at the time of the recording going into their off day. Two games out of the wild card uh, chasing those Toronto Blue Jays. And they're three and a half behind Houston. And don't look now, but uh, Tampa Bay looks like they're losing their their top pitcher, McClanahan, possibly for the rest of the year. You know, uh, lots lots to be excited about, especially when you're the hunter right now and you are trending up like the Seattle Mariners. I happen to be at the game for game one of this series, so I'll uh, you know kick us off with that. But Hanno, you got to tell me all the good 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 that happened in this game game two um but should we start with game one your show you run it let's go brother all right let's go let's go get ready to play hardball in the kingdom take me to the ball game i want to see the ants the mariners are playing hardball Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Yeah, let's go with game one. Let's let's do everything chronologically. I mean, it's not like we're going back days ago. It was literally 24 hours ago when we're recording this. I mean, this was an amazing game. I was in the building tons of energy especially for a two to nothing game i thought that there was you know very similar energy the the energy that we had in the 18 inning game the strikeouts were huge logan gilbert having 12 of them setting his own personal record of 12 strikeouts in a game goes the full seven innings i hate i hate how we say full seven innings but gets the quality start only gives up a hit but i do have to say the difference in this game to me, I think this is the no fly zone game. Okay. You know, Julio had three amazing catches, had one coming in, sliding in. He had obviously the one that he robbed and, uh, I don't know what they're calling it, but the, uh, the delayed, uh, reveal, um, (laughs) robbing of the home run. And then he has the one going into the left field gap. And then he has the one going into left, uh, left center gap. Uh, these were huge moments in T-Mobile Park, really got the crowd going. And then you look over at San Diego. They play good defense, too. They had good pitching as well. But, uh, you know, the big difference, <laughs> I, I hate to zero in on it, but their center fielder couldn't handle Demo's ball. And, you know, they have a pitch clock infraction. Mariners just did it a little bit, little bit better than the Padres in this game. But it was a very well-played game. Yeah, you mentioned Julio. Yeah, fantastic. All over the yard, the big hit by Demo. But, man, Logan was unbelievable. Career highs, 12 strikeouts. Um, he, that was the key to the game. That was one of the most best pitch games of his career, if not the best. I mean, if you go by yeah. the numbers, um, he's the, the last time a player pitched and had 10 or more strikeouts and only one uh, base runner or fewer was uh, the Felix Hernandez uh, perfect game. So that was the kind of company that Logan was in. He was absolutely spectacular. All his pitches working, really fun to watch. And you mentioned the crowd. I noticed that real early watching on TV. I was like, whoa, 
kind of loud here tonight. There's some juice in this yeah. building. And they mentioned that that was the largest crowd on a Tuesday night since back in 2018. So impressive. Crowd. I believe it. I mean, winning, baby. I, I mean, I mean <laughs> Edgar's crowd was stacked. Out but it wasn't like a regular Tuesday or Wednesday night game or even a Friday night game where you walk around and every the lines are long everywhere. I thought they either did the right staffing and or people were just sitting in on their asses watching this game, just glued to what was going on. And you go back to Logan. Yeah, he had that complete game shut out on the 4th of July against San Francisco. But, I mean, you look at this. Padres lineup there it's a scary lineup it's a, I don't know what their huge problem is this year I guess maybe they just have underachieved offensively but still it is a scary lineup up and down that lineup uh, and like you know if they're if they're on you're, you're in trouble you saw what happened to Kirby when he was down in San Diego earlier in this year this 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 is a what the third biggest payroll and it's pretty much all offensively set yeah, Dave, Dave Sims mentioned that he talked to uh, Snell, who's from here, and asked him what was going on. And the way Snell explained it was if the pitching's on, the hitting's not. And if the hitting's on, the pitching's not. And, you know, they lost a couple games, you know, some games late. And that pretty much sounds to me how the Seattle Mariners were in the first <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, was he talking about the Mariners or was he talking about the Padres? But yeah, that hey, listen, that's the old Mariners. Everything has changed since they got booed out of the building. We've we've proclaimed that here on this podcast. Uh, but uh, you know, in this game too, you know, y- you look at the box score and it doesn't really show. Up. I mean, it does show up on the box score. But uh, JP again in this game, three hit night. Love that double in the first inning he had especially his slide into second base was pretty awesome. If you want to watch that, if you want to watch an awesome slide, go back and watch that. Uh, you know, the, still there was a little bit of those, a little bit of that old Mariner trouble going on. A lot, a lot of stranding people on third base uh, can't take advantage in the first inning. Julio kind of had that weird slide, but listen, that's all forgiven from the defense he had. Even tail had a really nice catch up against the wall in this game. And I will say being there when that pitch clock, uh, basis loaded pitch clock violation RBI for Cal Raleigh came. It, it, it got the place jumping as if uh, s- somebody doubled in the gap to, to clear the bases. The crowd was definitely into this game. Was it kind of a sarcastic thing knowing that's how the Mariners got their first run or was it legitimately pumped? It, it was legitimately pumped, but there were some good sarcastic, you know, people talking out the side of their mouth, especially out in Edgar's when that happened. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, grandma Norma texts that, Hey, is this the only way we're going to score? And listen, you got to take them right now. W's or W's. Uh, also in this game, let's not forget the back half of the bullpen in the eighth and the ninth came in and, and looked great. I mean, yeah. Munoz lets a guy on, doesn't even let it bother him. Um, listen, when the Los Bomberos shit dropped and the lights dropped, man, that place was jumping. Yeah, really exciting. Um, they were phenomenal. Looked great. Uh, two former Padres giving it back to the Padres. So that was really good to see. Um, what did you think on that Julio catch? Did you know he caught it right away over the wall? I I didn't because I was in Edgar's and I happened to be up where the, the bar portion of it. So I was on that delayed 
looking like you know you can't there's you don't have a clear view of center field you're obstructed from it unless you're up on the up on the railing and so i didn't know that he caught it but i also didn't think i wasn't clear if it was a home run i didn't know but then i got the zoomed in version of when he did the ball reveal and it was just like the hardest reveal like there's just an explosion inside of Edgar's because everybody, you know, pretty much not everybody, but most of the people in there had the same experience I did where you're like, well, that was kind of obstructed. You're kind of going off of what the other people in the crowd uh, are, how they're reacting. And then everybody just kind of like, just, just did like a 180 over to the, <laughs> over to the TV to watch that. So it was actually a really awesome moment. People were pumped i mean for a two to nothing game with that many strikeouts in it again every strikeout logan started to get as they started to pile on and pile on it, the reactions were huge yeah nice yeah from the tv side of it when i was watching i looked like he caught it no doubt in my mind right at first but the delay was so delayed that my mind started playing tricks on me because he didn't reveal the ball like you explained right away you know he kind of milked it a little bit and then he finally you know showed it and then i was like yeah that right on you know so he tricked me even though i thought by the tv angle on the first uh live shot he caught it but yeah what a phenomenal catch and like you mentioned coming in going back robbing the wall into the gap he was all over that game defensively it he definitely was, was the no fly zone he if the if the fly zone is open, that the, the Padres win that game. That was the no fly zone game slash, you know, Logan and his twelve. That's that's those were the two big things. Like I said, you look at Julio's play and you look at Gershom's play. You know, Julio makes that big play out in center field. Gershom doesn't on Demos on Demos ball. Uh, that's huge difference right there in the game. Um, bringing back a run. You know, right there, you, we're talking. There's a couple of runs right there, and um, also, I I also do want to point out in this game. I also want to do point out uh, something about that that pitch clock violation. That pitch that that pitcher put that was a nice pitch, 96 on right on the inner corner on Cal. I mean, that was a great pitch uh, as as well. So that that pitch clock violation really hurt really hurt them i mean that's such, yeah. a, such a swing no doubt bases loaded a big momentum change uh he was just a split second late from starting his as uh, motion and uh that's what happens when you uh um don't i guess watch the clock you know what else can you say yeah, the, I mean, you didn't see the San Diego manager out there protesting it, so that that was on them. I think we're at that part of the season now where a lot of the time, uh, it's there's no confusion. You can either be like, "Hey, this was a bullshit start," or "Okay, this is on the the pitcher and the catcher." Um, and we've seen a lot of times where people will claim that the thing, the the pitch calm thing, isn't working. You know, so it's like you still have that bullshit excuse in your back pocket, and you didn't use it right there. Mariners capitalize on it. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Emerson Hancock making his major league debut here in game two. And I'm going to hand this off to Hanno because I was flying those friendly skies. Julio's friendly skies. I was up in the fly zone. But it should be called the no-fly zone because when you get on the Alaska Airlines, the first commercial when you get on their Wi-Fi is, of course, number 44. But uh, tell me about this game. How, how, did, how did we get to this 6-1 uh, to one victory that I saw on my phone when I landed? I'll start off with the hitting first before I go to pitching. Um, early on in the first inning, uh, the Mariners – with two outs and uh, Gino on first, Cal rips a, a great hit down the line, um, bounces off the sidewall near where the uh, ball boy is. Tatis uh, picks it up and Cal tries to stretch it into a double and gets thrown out. Eugenio, like I said, was on first and was motoring home and didn't cross the plate until, or cross the plate after. Cal was tagged out, so of course the run didn't score. So that was a bummer. But uh, you know, the Mariners come right back a couple innings later in the third inning. They get a uh, little blooper into right field to Tatis. Um, Marlowe makes a kind of a big, big turn at first, and Tatis tries to backdoor him. Uh, the throw is not made by the first baseman and heads towards the dugout, so he gets on second. Followed up by a good. Good out by Rojas, who um, gets him over there, advances him to third, and then a sack fly, kind of a sack line out to uh, Tatis again, beginning for him. And uh, the throw was just offline, and Marlowe was able to score. So the game for most of it was one-to-one, like you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned earlier the previous game that the Mariner bats and coming through and runners in scoring position wasn't very good. Uh, that was kind of the same thing for most of the game here. Um, there was times where there was runners on first and second with uh, nobody out a couple times in the game. The Mariners didn't score. They had another chance later on in the game. Teo hits a rocket off the wall uh, in left field just by Edgars right in front of it. Uh, Soto uh, makes a great play on it, throws uh, Teo out by a few feet. So that's another blunder. And then the eighth inning comes and uh, – Mariner magic. Uh, Cal Raleigh comes up, man on first. He gets a spinner right in the middle of the plate, and he doesn't miss it. He knew it. The pitcher knew it. It was crushed. I mean, his swing was very much like that swing he had against Oakland to clinch the game for the or clinch the playoffs for the Mariners last year. And then, uh, you know, it was it was more add on, which was really nice to see. Uh, 
the next batter, uh, well, big thing, next batter with an 0-2 count was Teo. He gets hit under the brim of his helmet. Uh, luckily, it didn't hit his face or he wasn't injured. Gino and, and Julio took exception to that out of the dugout. But like I said, it was an 0-2 pitch. I didn't think it was on purpose. And the reaction from the pitcher was like, wow, oh, my God. So anyway, uh, still 3-1. to one. And like, and then next batter uh, gets out. So there's two outs, and then the Mariners get three consecutive hits and score three consecutive runs with uh, Ty France and um, Marlowe. And then Demo comes in for JP, who uh, had a collision earlier on the game, and they add on, and Munoz gets to sit down, doesn't have to pitch in the ninth, and uh, that was the offense, and it was – great to see it was a total explosion in the eighth inning they batted around it was really nice to see i'm really liking this trend of this thing coming around every week or so even before the streak we're definitely getting those eighth inning runs and i'm i'm I, they're happening more often like can't expect them every game but they're 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 happening pretty frequently and i i really love these big explosion innings uh i know that Michael Bumpus on uh, Sales Sports, uh, you know, <laughs> called us if the Mariners were a football team, the they're designed like an explosive offense. I know that we both, especially you, scoffed at that a little bit, but like it is, it's that it's that kind of sit around and wait and get these big innings, and that, and that's fine when when you're pitching like this, but I, and but also it is nice here. At, I mean, it is you know, important to add on, uh, you know, maybe you want to see these five runs that they got in the eighth spread out through the game, but it is what it is. The Mariners get the, get the victory, get the, get the swipe or the Swiffer like we we're talking about. And I'm looking at the box score. Cause you're telling me this whole story because I, you know, I was flying and I'm looking here and a couple of things that jump out at me. I like this. I look at Marlo getting a couple more hits and scoring twice and knocking in a run, getting a walk. Uh, look, he's hitting 308 since he's been up here. I also look at Ty France. Look, a couple of hits in this game. This guy's batting average back over 250, 254, looking nice. I like him down at the end of the order. I think that's where he should stay. Um, and, yeah, look, you got – Gino with a couple hits, and obviously I just saw this Cal Raleigh like hit it here cafe. I mean, <laughs> did I haven't been up there yet, but they have to have some sort of Cal Raleigh like dish up there because uh, that 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 is his domain over up there. Yeah, especially late in the games, that guy hit some big home runs late in big games, um, especially down the stretch and in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean it's pretty awesome when he gets him up there or Ford gets him up there. We don't, we haven't really seen a lot of those in a while. I mean, like we haven't seen a big power lefty. I mean, like Cano once in a while would get some that way, but not up like that. I'm just trying to think. Most of the home runs that we see here from Mariners over the last few years, the big ones have all been from right-handed hitters or it goes to right center. We don't get to see a lot of the hit it here home oh, hit it here cafe home runs where, Hey, when they built this thing, you know, the house that Griffey built, that was supposed to be the big marquee spot to hit the home runs. And it feel like it's turned into, you know, above uh, Edgar's and in the pen. Well, I mean, 
this was quite a poke. It was 450 feet off the very top of the hit here. <laughs> yeah. At first, it looked like it was maybe going to Giambi territory in the Derby back in 01 when he was putting him up in the upper tank. Yeah, but that it was, was another so one. High. Yeah. It was hit so high that it didn't have the, you know, oomph to get uh to the upper deck but it sure looks like it had a chance but yeah big home run for cal yeah and i'm looking here you know hancock gets five innings uh only two hits um walk three struck out three but look he gave you five innings and after that it looks pretty much clear here so uh what did you think about spire and thornton and campbell and uh we got you know brash gets the victory here but again you said the big eighth inning we didn't have to use munoz yeah i mean starting off with hancock making his major league debut um gave up a leadoff walk on five pitches uh two easy p swipes second and third by Kim, their leadoff hitter, and you're going, boy, here we go. And even Blowers mentioned, uh, you know, the rookie first game, a lot of nerves, family in the ballpark, the game speeding up. And, uh, you know, uh, Soto gives a tapper back to him, um, and the runner breaks for home. Uh, he might have had a shot at him. Uh, Scott Service mentioned it was the correct play, and I agree for him to go to first and let the run score. So, uh, I mean, anything could happen with your adrenaline running. We've seen many times where a pitcher doesn't make the correct throw to, to the catcher. It might sail on him or what have you. But anyway, it was early in the game. Um, he was, you know, he had some traffic on the bases, like you said, three walks. Um, but he really settled down, had a lot of poise uh, later on in the, in, in the early innings. There was a swinging bunt to Hopper uh, kind of in no man's land just past him towards second base, and he fully extended and dove for it and flipped it to France, so he's got some athleticism as well. And then you mentioned the bullpen. Topa came in, only got an, uh, one out, but he got into some trouble, a couple runners on, and Spire shut the door, made sure that uh, they kept the game at one-to-one, -one. and then Thornton had a nice clean inning. Brash was phenomenal. He made uh, – Tatis looked foolish on his punch out. He threw that sweeping slider, started off middle of the plate, and it landed on the outside line pretty much of the left-handed batter's box. That's how much movement it had on it and how much it fooled Tatis. And then, yeah, um, like I said earlier, the M's add on, and they didn't have to use Munoz, and Campbell comes in and does his thing, and I look at the box score, and holy crap, Matt Brash has eight wins. So, what a game. <laughs> it ain't that crazy. Um, One more than yeah. Castillo. It's crazy. And the best part, let's look at all these guys that were used. Guess, guess what? We got a day off. So, it's great. Um, look, we got seven-game winning streak. Uh, Toronto wins. Uh, Texas loses. So you make some ground in, in the AOS, which I still have, have not retaped up the, uh, the uh, white flag that I snapped over my knee. Uh, it's still going to be tough. Uh, wild card seems much more obtainable. Uh, but listen, big measuring stick coming into town, the AL leading best record in the AL, I should say. The Baltimore Orioles, we got a seven-game winning streak going into this it's felix weekend this is going to be a collision course this is going to be some i would think some potentially good preview of 
playoff baseball this weekend. And I, I know that the crowd's going to bring the energy just like they did. Uh, I've no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I want to come back to the second game real quick. I mentioned that Dylan Moore pinch oh, hit for J.P. Crawford in the last game and or last at bat. Um, so early on in that game, there was a ball hit, 5-6 hole, and uh, Gino and J.P. collided. Very similar to that play in the Boston series at home where it was hit in the same position. Both Boston players collided and it got through, except this time Gino was able to hold on the ball and make the out at first, but – as he was coming across and JP was going down, JP put his face right in Gino's left shoulder and uh, rattled his cage quite a bit. He was down for a while, uh, played the rest of the game, and up until that ninth inning when he was pinch hit for. And um, Scott Service after the uh, game said that his symptoms um, deteriorated and he started not feeling right, so possible concussion. And uh, they're going to keep an eye on it and check them out tomorrow. So, yeah, there is um, a little concern. Hopefully it's okay. And as you mentioned, big series coming into uh, town with the Baltimore Orioles. Hopefully this is just a minor thing and not too much of a thing for JP and that he's okay. So I just wanted to bring that up since you didn't see that since you were flying to just let you know that – there is a little pause right now in Mariner land, but hopefully it's all okay. Right. Yeah. Hopefully is okay. Um, for himself and listen, uh, that's a good tie into the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. You know, we're playing the the best team, the best record, I guess in the AL, you definitely don't want to lose ground playing a team like this. You know, as we, it's we're always saying, Hey, look, we got a great pitching matchup matchups, but we do, we got Castillo, we got Kirby and we got Miller. We got the same guys that were going for us last weekend, you know, Castillo got touched up again, but you know, we talked about it, gave us that stud muffin inning. Um, Kirby, you know, picked up the pace again, got right back on track. Um, and look, Miller had a great game. I'm, I'm hoping to, see the same thing. I think they're really going to ride off of this crowd. And I think I, I know that you can't just base things off the crowd, but man, when I was in there the other day, it had that playoff feel. It had that refuse to lose feeling that that taste and that smell that, you know, as Mariners fans, we only, you know, know that scent and that taste very seldomly, but you know, when it's there and I felt it when I was there the other night. So, I mean, that's going to be a great series. I'm sorry. I'm missing it uh, up there, but I can't wait to watch it. Uh, What, what's your thoughts on this Oriole series? No, I'd have to agree with you. And what does it mean? I'd have to agree with you. There's going to be a lot of juice in this building. Uh, Felix weekend. It's going to be sold out all three games. It's going to be very similar uh, to when Toronto came to town, except it's going to be all Mariner fans. There's going to be a lot of excitement. Um, and when I say similar, a lot of juice in the building. So, yeah, the Mariners are going to feed off of that. Uh, they're playing good ball. They want to keep it going. Um, Baltimore is uh, a team, like you mentioned, as a, uh, the best record, I believe, right now in the American League. And uh, with the Mariners pitching and their timely hitting lately, yeah, anything's possible. So, yeah, I expect the Mariners to pitch well again, and hopefully uh, we can score some more runs with runners in in scoring position. But if not, we'll find a way. At least that's how it's been lately for this Mariner team. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We got the winning streak to protect. We're also chasing. But there's other teams playing uh, around the league. So listen, uh, here's what your Mariners parlay should look like if you want to go out and just place a bet. Um, put all these teams on the, on your parlay list, and you will be not only happy you won, but happy because the Mar- it helps out the Mariners. I guess it's the Homer parlay. Uh, uh, again, we're not gambling experts here, so don't don't go out there and listen to us. But you're going to be rooting for the Angels, rooting for the Guardians, rooting for the Cubs, rooting for the Tigers, rooting for the Giants and the Marlins. Again, that you want the Angels to win the Guardians to win, the Cubs to win, the Tigers to win, the Giants to win, and the Marlins to win. Why do you want them to win? Because they're playing the teams that it's beneficial that they win for the Mariners. Um, you know, it's it's crazy after yeah, we were playing the Angels and, and just sitting there and relishing in their demise and look at them now. Doesn't mean they're completely out of it. Uh, but it doesn't look good. But now we're, we've turned around and be, and we're going to be rooting for them. I believe they're playing uh, the Houston Astros. So um, there's that. Uh, the reason why you want the Guardians to win is because they're taking on Tampa Bay. The reason why you want the Marlins to win is because they're taking on the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees are behind us, but you don't want anybody creeping up on us. Why you're a big Cubbies fan? Obviously, they are playing... The Blue Jays. That's one to really zone in on if you if you only have the time or the uh, bandwidth to follow one of these games. I think maybe that's the one to you know like peep over to if you have MLB. You also want the Tigers because they're playing the Red Sox, and again the Angels are playing the Astros. That's why we are the biggest Angels fans, and why we want the Giants. They're playing the Texas Rangers. Pretty simple, folks. Yeah, no, you know what time it is. Charge. God damn it, I am tired, but I am excited about these Mariners.